Dr. Michael Eskin, a global leader in canola research and one of the world's leading food science writers, has been chosen to receive the Order of Manitoba. Dr. Eskin, a professor at the University of Manitoba, earned the Order of Canada back in 2016 for his work on the physicochemical and functional properties of canola oil that is key to the success of the Canadian canola oil industry. I asked Dr. Eskin for his reaction on being chosen to receive the Order of Manitoba. It's a great honor, and I'm uh, very um, uh, humbled by the... uh, by being selected, by being nominated and selected, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your work uh, with canola over the years. Well, um, I'm in my 53rd year at the University of Manitoba, and I'm part-time the last 10 years, although I'm, people consider I'm full-time because I'm pretty productive. Um, I, when I came, first came here, of course, um, uh, Stephenson was uh, working on canola with um, Downey from uh, Saskatchewan. And so I came into the department of then the Foods and Nutrition, and the, which was part of the Faculty of Home Economics. And uh, there were two groups. I worked with a wonderful woman, Professor Marion Vasey Genzer, just an incredibly talented woman who her expertise was in sensory and statistics and I worked with my chemical and biochemical background. I worked on the um, uh, the the composition, the the functional properties, and performance of the oil. And my other colleagues, um, uh, the late Dr. Bruce McDonald, and then there's Do- Dr. Vivian Bruce with the nutritionists. And Dr. Vivian Bruce, I was very pleased to see, got uh, the order of Ca- the order of Manitoba a couple of years ago for her contribution to doing nutrition. So. So our combined work really was working with the breeders to to establish that the oil was a top quality premier oil, and um, uh, and sort of uh, created the University of Manitoba's fairly important centre for canola oil research, and um, that that was really um, how it started. And then I've been working on canola as well as other other crops as well, but I'm still working on canola, looking at the moment at phenolics and uh, the potential application for um, functional antioxidants and even as uh, health applications. So that's a very brief tracy you know, of um, uh, work. It's been, there's a lot of work that has been done on it in, in um, my department, and um, there are a lot of people that that I had the unique opportunity to work with. And just talk a little bit more about the just the expansion of canola um, over the years, you know, to where it is now. Well, I mean, uh, essentially, the, the original rapeseed, which was not an indigenous crop, it was, from the historical point of view, there was a, a, a Polish fa- family that emigrated in the twenties to. Um, in, in Saskatchewan, and uh, and uh, I think a friend of his sent him some rapeseed to um, to grow, and it grow, grew very well. And uh, this was in the 30s. And what happened was, with the the world the Second World War broke out, there was a because of the U-boats and the problems with the transportation, that um, rapeseed oil was found to be a wonderful lubricant oil, just fantastic. 
And so at that time, Canada grew thousands of rapeseed for the oil and also imported from um, from Argentina. And uh, they were just remarkable oil. But when the, thankfully, the war, the, the um, World War II ended, and with the introduction of diesel engines, there was no need for rapeseed anymore. And um, so the question was, does rapeseed have any potential value? And um, it took, should we say, um, 30 years before, you know, of a lot of people working along the way, but eventually the two breeders, um, Stephenson at the University of Manitoba and um, Dr. Downey, in, uh, who was in the NRC lab in, in research in, in Saskatoon, and they were old-fashioned breeders, and, of course, with the, um, the introduction of the um, gas chromatography, they were able to analyze. And Seventon had a wonderful uh, um, uh, colleague who was Fritz Haugen, who really did the analysis. And sometimes he doesn't get the recognition for the, the work that he did, but he was able to analyze. And the problem was that brucic acid was very high. And it was about 50-plus percent more. And so the breeders essentially removed the erucic acid from down to less than 2%, and then they removed the glucosinolates, and then they changed the name. Used to, there used to be the Rapeseed Council of Canada, and then changed it to canola. And uh, so that was really there for the genesis of a, of a new oil, which was really, we had no idea of the um, extent of the implication of the work both my colleagues, we we just were certainly excited by the work, but we had no idea that it would be such a, a success. We knew it was a wonderful oil, and Marion Daisy Genter and I wrote a, were commissioned by the Canola Council to write uh, a, a, um, a to, to write a, a, a well, it was almost a bulletin, but it was about a fifty-page bulletin on all the positive aspects of the, the chemistry, the nutrition, all, all sorts of things on that oil. And that was used to promote the oil to for, for dietitians for to showing what it was a, a good quality oil. And ultimately, of course, it became well accepted worldwide. That was Dr. Michael Eskin, a global leader in canola research has been chosen to receive the Order of Manitoba. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.